These dance are evil. And I'm the gamer in yellow. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta, and be critically silly doing it. Tonight we have Brood Hollow, Book Two, Angleworm, Electric Boogaloo, <laughs> The Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> Here's those last couple may have not actually been part of the title. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> um, uh so yeah uh we finished off Icker Falls sorry we f- we finished off Icker Fall in September with Brood Hollow book 1 and this being the last episode before Hallow's Eve um I thought we should do book 2 to celebrate the the season so uh that's why we're doing book 2 <laughs> oh, we were going to do book 2 regardless cuz we liked book 1 so much anyways yeah, we just I have found a, a convenient place to put it in mm-hmm. our schedule. So uh so yeah, Brood Hollow, it's by Chris Straub, the creator of Icker Falls, and it is basically the sister storyline or setting slash town to Icker Falls. Um and it's uh the, the comic book is set in the nineteen twenties, uh follows the adventures uh of of one Wadsworth Zane. Um, a neurotic uh, door-to-door encyclopedia salesman uh, who ends up in the town of Brood Hollow uh, after inheriting a an antique shop from a long-lost dead uncle. Uh, and then the adventures of Brood Hollow Book One, curious little thing, happen. Um, so... Uh, I suppose before we get too far ahead of myself, uh, we will do our recommendations for book two, Angleworm. I'm going to recommend it. I will also recommend it. I will also also recommend it. Cool. Double also? That's impossible. Damn. Possible now. All right. Well, uh, let's dive into the rundown and then our our thoughts and notes to kind of better elaborate why we recommended it as such. So, uh, it's been a few months since book one. Uh, Zane and the gang must deal with the mysterious death of a friend, Maurice of the bloat of, of the. Why do I? I always want to call it bloat fly bloat boys. I've been playing way too much Fallout Four. <laughs> no such thing. Yeah. Uh, Maurice of the Bottlefly Boys, not not Maurice or or Maurice, but Maurice. Uh, unfortunately, he has passed. Uh, he was found dead in the Stillwood Forest, um, outside of the mill. So, uh, all the while, like while this while this uh, mystery is kind of going on, and like the implication or like the uh, the grieving period after the death is going on. Zane is also dealing with these terrifying dreams and the fact that he can't remember past events in the town unless incredibly scared. Um in fact Dr. Angstrom has had Zane uh writing down his his dreams and nightmares uh 
in a in a dream journal to kind of better navigate or like correlate the um uh the, his uh, his psychological issues um while this is all going on iris has been invited to the women's society of town the bowers brigade uh, or the ladies auxiliary of brood hollow which seems to have its own little secrets aside from you know like so it's it's like the other secret society in brood hollow aside from the skull and shovels society but it's not secret <laughs> like it's just a kind of a public affair that like people know about versus the the secret society that zane was in in book one um through the trials and tribulations of navigating his psyche dreams and interactions in town zane discovers that he was actually there in the woods the night maurice was murdered and for a little bit he suspects that he was the murderer until a giant insectoid corpse monster, the titular angleworm, perhaps, attacks, revealing to be the true killer. Um, the remaining bottlefly boys come to the rescue, and Zane actually fells the beast with the, with like with the final blow. Um, now remembering the events that led up to this whole thing, like and how like like how uh, Maurice died, how the other Maurices brought Zane to like. Uh, to his shop to like get something that had been stuck in him from the monster and like that's why he had the creep uh, why he had the supposed murder weapon or a bloody um uh, uh corkscrew uh and and all that by kind of way, stuff by the yes. way i'm gonna let you finish but they're not mm -hmm. all named maurice by the way it's maurice they... morris and maris maris See, is the I... one who died are you sure? Because I, I I just thought 100%. it was the, it was different. I, I just thought it was different spellings of the same name, like pronounced no. it. Pronounced Maurice is Mario. Morris is Luigi, and Maris is the bearded man who died. Yes. Okay. See, I I just assume like okay, th this might be my own personal thing. Like I always assume like that there was just a different spelling of the same name. <laughs> because I think that would have been because I, I thought that was funny. <laughs> I mean, I get it. Yes, yeah. but that's not the case. <laughs> are you sure? How are you sure? I, I'll send you a picture of how sure I am. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is this going to be you with a middle finger? <laughs> I mean, yes, but after that, I will send the picture that has all of them named. Okay. In the first chapter. Yeah, no, I, I know it says like, hello, my name's Maurice. Uh, this here is Maurice. And it says Maurice. That's Maurice. I, There's two R's, M-O-R-R-I-S, Morris, and Maris, M-A-R-I-S, Maris. Hang on. I like how we, we're stopping the entire podcast right now. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, the first time that we did chapter one, we did not refer to them as Maurice, Maurice, and Maurice. This is not I did, a, or I was. <laughs> I don't believe you did. I would have given you shit for it. Well, I, I was, and you didn't catch it. <laughs> No, you're gaslighting me. <laughs> no. Which is what this whole book is about. This whole basically. Yeah, basically, yeah. This this that's the horror of this of this uh, of book two is basically just gaslighting. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, all right. Well, anyway, yeah, Marie uh, or or Morris or Maurice, uh, whichever one it is, out there in the comments, leave a question. See who's who's right here. We don't need a question. We need an answer. Yeah. Wait, did I say leave a question? Yeah, you did. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> I'm not gaslighting you either. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
All right. Anyway, I'm okay. Back back to back to the actual rundown. <laughs> so okay. Um, after killing the beast, um, they find its lair, which is a deep pool of warm water, despite the wintry season. Like it's it's exposed with all the snow and stuff. Um, and it's out in the Stillwood Forest, and Zane uses a diving suit from his shop to descend down into the depths to finally discover the truth and message from his dreams since he's had this sort of like like large gashing hole uh imagery in his dreams and like the the pool of water kind of fits kind of kind of looks vaguely like the hole that he's been seeing in his dreams so he decides to dive down there and finally get some answers to this goddamn questions of like what the hell's going on in this town um at the bottom he finds strange anomalies like uh the water just stops <laughs> like on the ceiling like as if it was as if gravity has like flipped <laughs> um and even stranger like objects and artifacts like there's like stone piles with like symbols and stuff on them there's this weird crystal glowing crystals everywhere and these like cages that are hanging and there's this large uh large medallion like struck like like object with a symbol that's familiar or it's it's faintly similar to those of the Bauer Brigade and Skull and Shovel Society's logo. Um, also, the skeleton cadaver uh, ar- just appears as a specter floating in the darkness behind uh, Zane, and he's crying blood. Finn, <laughs> that's that's where book two ends. Um, like, well, technically, the last chapter of the of the last page of the book or of book two is. Um, the menu for the the local diner uh cubbies i think it's cubbies sorry yeah cubbies diner dining car there was something What's after that? that yeah well yeah like after the, uh, like the last page on the website is the um is the menu for cubbies slowly clicking through everything <laughs> it's Hit literally last. Like, it's the last pitch <laughs> like yeah just go to the the current uh page <laughs> Oh, I th- for some reason I thought there was going to be there was a, a third out, a third book rather. I didn't look click ahead to see there, if there was more. No, no, the third book unfortunately, um, at first was I think behind a, a paywall. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might be available, um, like I think for print and stuff like that, but I'm not sure about the circumstances yet. Oh, okay, about that. Because uh, I know that like Chris Straub after like book two, um. Uh, moved uh, his his artwork and stuff of like that to a a Patreon mm-hmm. uh, for you know business purposes. <laughs> yeah, these prices thirty cents for French fries. <laughs> well, you got to understand this and is the nineteen twenties. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Two eggs, ham, or sat- sausage. I almost said sausage party. Sausage patty, thirty five cents. My God, wow. Or Cubby's diner uh, diner breakfast. Two and one half eggs, three pancakes, two hamburgers, French toast, and a bacon hawk, plus coffee for three dollars and four cent forty cents. Yes, please. Damn, <laughs> two hamburgers. <laughs> that is ridiculous. With three pancakes as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with three pancakes and and French toast and a uh, bacon hawk. Missed opportunity here. They didn't put bottomless coffee. That is a thing, though, too, isn't it? 
Yeah. For like a nickel, he gets bot- uh, you can get bottomless coffee? Yeah. Well, it just says he got coffee. Yeah, but it was I'm brought up you. that yeah. he was taking advantage of their bottomless coffee. <laughs> for a nickel, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, there's something in here, on yes. here called the Hollow Dog. The weird I, name. I mean, I also looked at Sky Meat, <laughs> assorted poultry <laughs> or, uh, on a hot sandwich. <laughs> Where? The sky. It's under hot sandwiches and otherwise. At the bottom, there's a. It's like sky meat, and then in brackets, assorted poultry oh, yeah. for twenty five cents. Well, it's a sandwich. Yeah, I just like that. I was like sky meat, <laughs> the mm. sky meat sandwich. Grill scrapings. That's delicious sounding. Oh, oh, <laughs> that is. Oh God. Hollow and I get dog. why that's it's called hollow. a hollow dog, because brood hollow, but still, it's a weird sound. Oh, fuck, that's right. Mm-hmm. Man, now I kind of wish I had gone to that hot dog stand near Icker Falls, like, out in West Virginia, like, on my way to Point Pleasant. What, um, I don't know. Like, if they had had, like, a hollow dog or something like that, I, like, I, I wish I had known about this earlier, so I could, we had, like, it's like, I kind of told Adam from RPX, like, Adam, we need to stop here. <laughs> they might have a hollow dog. Yes. <laughs> or a cubby special. <laughs> and then I'd be disappointed because they wouldn't have it because this doesn't exist. <laughs> of course it exists. It's right in front of us. <laughs> yes. Uh anyway. Um I like the stains on yeah, it, by so, the way. It makes it legit. Yeah, yeah. It's a coffee stains and like yeah. Some really good um uh like mock up work was mm-hmm. put into this uh, last page. Uh, however, yes, that is the end of Brood Hollow Book Two. Uh, I left a lot of stuff out, obviously, uh, because otherwise I'd be here all like I'd be here for another half hour or so of <laughs> just the rundown. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and you can check you can check out Brood Hollow the webcomic uh, at broodhollow.chrisstraub.com. Um, and uh, yeah, I suppose we'll we'll dive into. Everyone tolerates the Grand Inquisitions. Does anybody have any? You didn't I say at this add... point. Yeah, I'm, 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 because uh, I don't have any uh, Grand Inquisition. I'm not sure if you guys, I, I wasn't like, I didn't think you guys had any. So, okay. that's why I, I changed it up slightly for this episode. For me, I often stumble a little bit. <laughs> yes. What? Oh, you actually do. I have one. Okay. All right. Well, uh, Mikey, these stands for evil. <laughs> Alright, um, so, uh, this is in 2013, 1030. Okay, hang on. <laughs> God, I wish this, this website had, had an index. Okay, I'm on 1030. Uh, in the fifth panel... Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a UU situation, so it needs a comma. Oh, oh yeah. So, do you have the? Do you want to re- uh, say what it's how it says on there? Or... There. Yeah. Uh, ghosts, spirits, things that don't know they're dead, entities that want something from you, you can't give. Books out of order. Books. In an unknown order. So if there's yeah. the comma between you and you, I feel yeah. that would. Or uh, entities that want something from you that you can't give. 
Yeah. It also fixed that. Would a dash also help, like, in that space there? Like, from uh, you, dash, you can't give? Not really. Okay. Honestly, I'd put a period, because that's kind of a run-on anyways. Maybe just get rid of the you can't give. <laughs> I mean, this is dialogue, technically. but <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, but he'd also be running out of breath, especially since he's that's out true. in the cold right now as well. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was my grammar inquisition. All right. Gamer, your grammar in yellow. Mm-hmm. I have four. Let's see. Just pull up the, uh, get ready to type in the date. <laughs> so this is uh, during one of the uh, cadaver comics on 2014-02-12, if you care. Um, o two, uh, sorry, 2 <laughs> Yeah, I, I could just read it if you want. It doesn't matter. Okay, that's fine. Just, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, says we have a very easy fracture true or false we are only bones underneath to that i was like underneath what like, given that this is a french skeleton talking talking to a skeleton cat wouldn't it be more apt and simple to say we are only bones or we are all just bones oh that's true yeah because like he's it's he's again he's kind of just like um speaking philosophy but like why would he talk worry about like why would he say underneath like his, I, obviously he means like underneath skin but like he's a cad- he, cadaver and and fracture skeletons already yeah <laughs> so it's it kind of like he's not it's maybe he's not referencing himself he's just like referencing people as like on the whole but like even in his little comic strip universe they're all skeletons they're all skeletons <laughs> like even even uh mort yeah. the uh the uh the the, De- the debbie downer Is that uh, the skeleton one? Yeah. Yeah, that's the code again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even if he just said like we're all only bones, like it still makes sense for even fleshy people because he's saying like everyone's just bones at the end of the day. Yeah, doesn't matter True. if it's underneath or over top, you know. Although, um, I just realized technically he's not just a skeleton because if you look at the second last page of yeah. the comic. That was a note of mine. There, there's, there's a spec. He when he's a spirit ghost, like in that darkness, um, and he's like weeping blood. He's see through, and you see that he has a second skeleton inside of his skeletal appearance. Yeah, I was very confused about that. I mean, it's it's really cool because like it's almost like a weird, it's like a trippy like ghost, like uh, like ghostly apparition. Like it's it's like the ghost of the comic book character. Is, has a skeleton inside of it, like that. That is more like realistic and more creepy and freaky. <laughs> or like maybe that skeleton is like a skeleton from like a, a Zane's world, whereas like his uh like cadaver's outer shell of a skeleton in his little comic strips, that's actually like what his like that's his like cartoon style in the comic strips. But when he enters into the real world to visit Zane he's like it it becomes his skin or his outer shell and so you can and then he has like an actual like zane world skeleton inside of that (laughs) or like he had to for him to manifest he had to occupy a dead skeleton that was just hanging around yeah that yeah i like that even better (laughs) like he has to like use a use it as a medium to uh to manifest Mm -hmm. very uh it's uh, some very Shadowrun stuff. Sorry, Mikey. <laughs> Always. 
Actually, that's very sh- uh, Shaman King, actually, now I think about it, because the ghosts in there always need, like, some kind of a medium, and, like, there's even a, a character who's, like, a necromancer from Germany named Dr. Faust, and he resurrects his dead girlfriend w- using her skeleton as the medium so the sp- that the spirit can, like, anchor to and, like, manifest around it, like, creating, like, a sh- like a, a, a glamour or, like, an, an illusionary kind of construct around it to look like his dead wife again. But regardless, it is kind of silly in in regards to like the the comic strip. Yes. Also, I just realized he closes it, him and his cat close their eye sockets. Yeah. So maybe they aren't actually skeleton. Maybe that is an actual bone. Maybe that's actually their flesh. <laughs> I would like a hyper realistic drawing of him, please. I mean, done. <laughs> I can I can do it. Yeah. We have to technology. It's gonna it's gonna be like that creepy uh like Pac-Man or uh, like a hyper realistic Pac-Man or uh uh like SpongeBob and or Patrick. Because mm-hmm. yeah, these are all black and white too, so he might be like flesh tones too. Oh god, that's so ah ah it's <laughs> so gross. Like with the hole in his arm and everything. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Oh god, that's terrifying. I love it. You're welcome. All right, continue. Sorry, I'm done. <laughs> Does that mean like his little bone teeth, quote unquote teeth that come down, or kind of like a little bit of a tentacle situation? Just like I'm flaps? thinking the same thing. Yeah. yeah, they're just flesh flaps. They're actually not teeth. They're just little like flesh flaps. The Squidward situation. Yep. Nice. I'll move on finally. Okay. So, um, get introduced to Cubby's dining car and all that, right? Yes. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw this coming or not, but I kind of want to be C-U-B-B-Y-S apostrophe dining car? Because it's possessive to cubbies after all. To cubby after all, right? <sighs> right? Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> unless, unless the person's name is Cubby. It doesn't matter. It's possessive to them. They own it. Oh, oh, right. Yeah, your your whole thing of like the 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 apostrophe should be on the other side for possessive rather than what it, it always is. Yeah, because it <laughs> gotcha. Because when it's on the outside, it means it's possessive. But when it's on the inside, it can mean it's possessive, or it's saying Cubby is dining car dining car. Yeah, because English. Yeah, sucks. this is this is just. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Once again, uh, the 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 soapbox is out for gamers' uh, inquisition against English. Yeah. <laughs> that's my bit i hate the english language <laughs> yeah yeah it's we need to get that t-shirt done at some point Probably. so my next one <laughs> and that's when the the language part gets like rough like gets worn off the shirt it's just i hate the english <laughs> wow <laughs> <laughs> i haven't gone that far yet anyways moving on um so my last one is actually i mean i don't know if i want to group this in well okay you tell me should i group this in with grammar and yellow or notes it is an art discrepancy uh that would probably be in the actual thoughts because that's about art not the grammar okay but it is something that is fundamental uh it's fundamental wow words (laughs) fundamentally wrong with the whole it's not a i'm not saying that it's an error that's just like a simple error, like, oh, they forgot to color something in or something. It's Yeah. 
something is portrayed one way and then it's portrayed another way in the next pin. Oh, okay. Uh, then, then maybe now, yeah. Maybe now's good. Okay. So mm-hmm. if you want to look at it, which you might have to, it yeah. is a fourteen oh seven oh four. Oh seven oh four. Hmm. During like the the dream with the the back monster thing. Yeah. So in the previous previous panel, uh, the arm comes out of his back, and then in the next panel, this entire entity is coming out of his. In below his belly button, basically, it's coming out his front. between his belly button and his junk. Yeah, let's 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 not, yeah, let's, let's not beat around the bush. It's coming between it's 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 almost like basically his junk. Yeah, he has a junk monster. <laughs> the way it looks like. And yes. like his knees are bending forward, and Zane is looking up, so it's coming out of the front of him very clearly. Yeah, even though it it came out of his back. Yeah, it like burst through his back, and then he like it somehow like when he. When he bent backward, I I do see some lines around the side of his like torso that look like they might have been like that. He's like twisted around. He's not. He's his. No, no. But like that's it's very like I like those are probably more or less just like lines from like the shirt itself, mm-hmm. like being torn and stuff. But like I could have seen it like if he had like t- his his whole torso had just turned around like 180 degrees. But his legs as well. They bend. I know. Over. Okay. Yeah. His, his yeah. should be facing the ground. Yeah. His knees should be bending the other way, and his booty yeah. should be it, yeah. where the monster's yeah. going. Oh, it, no. unless he has a front booty, he might have a front booty. You're right. He might. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's that's the case, but no. he might. You like our front <laughs> he, he might have gone through a teleporter. You never know. Oh yeah. <laughs> also, yeah. For for a second, there's like, did he just did this thing just like rip like? from like his head all the way out and we just haven't we just don't see the other side of his his body where like it's just split open like a like a banana peel <laughs> i mean that's possible it's possible that the hand came out and then just ripped him cuz i see like a jawbone and stuff but it's possible that the hand came out the back and just ripped the, basically the outer skin of him off yeah cuz we don't see the other side of him so it's possible that he's just like he split down the middle cuz there's even like I mean, there's a lot of skulls on on this creature, but there is like a, jaw, a lower jawbone, uh, like near the torso, near its torso. So like maybe that's like weight of uh, Zane's like jawbone that's been like pulled with the creature as it like went around the guy. I don't know. His, the rest of his body is still very solid. It's not like his arms have yeah. turned it like all floppy, and his skulls all yeah. Deflated. You're right. Like, that would be cool. Yes, but but I believe it's meant to be, um. A visualization of this back monster thing because of his tricky it's just somehow it, <laughs> it burst through the back then went back inside and like or like it needed that extra momentum like of it like of getting pull of pulling itself a pulling part of itself out from the back and then it like it's like it just like withdrew those parts that had been pulled from the back so that it could rip through the front basically yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah, it is a little bit of a discrepancy. I'd say this is more of an art discrepancy rather than like grammar, but I mean that's fine. Like this is mm-hmm. this is also your last uh, like note for your grammar inquisition, yeah. right? So this is actually kind of a nice little segue into the final thought or into actual thoughts. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, no, that is kind of I did also think that was kind of wonky, but I was I was gonna let it go <laughs> <Never>. <laughs> because 
it's horror. It's supposed to be weird and surreal. It's also a dream sequence. So I mean, yeah, but his dream sequences have made sense pretty much the whole time. There's been no weird changes of things from one panel to the other. I mean, not nothing that like is that feels like it's like well, that's kind of an indiscrepancy. Like, there's been some weird surreal shit in there in his dream panels, but like, this is the first one I think that's actually has like a valid like. I don't like. Shouldn't he be like? It's it's almost like Chris Drop was like, like drew the creature like coming out of his back, and he's like, but I really want him to just like come through the front. <laughs> I'm just gonna ignore. We're just gonna we're just gonna have it be have this happen. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Only an asshole would bring this up, right? <laughs> yeah, clearly. <laughs> but hey, gamer, you know how every group has an asshole? Well, you're our asshole. Thanks. <laughs> hey, time, home slice. Yeah, I love it. Anyways, moving on. Okay. Uh, and that is your, your final grammar yeah. inquisition note. All right. So, yeah, then on to actual thoughts. Um, okay, so I'm going to actually preface this. Uh, we did a lot of like what was wrong with the overall, like what, what we thought was wrong and stuff of like that with like Brood Hollow and like the website and all that stuff in book one. So if you would like to go back to book one and look at all my the things that I thought were wrong or like problematic with the website and like the things I didn't like about the comic, you can go there. And the rest of my notes for book two are really just me like kind of reading while I was reading the story. I would take screenshots of like different panels that I thought that like kind of exemplified things that I liked about the story or like that were that kind of pushed it past like what we'd already seen in book one. So uh, st- starting with this, actually. So Brood Hollow um, 2013, 10, 18, <laughs> the close to the beginning of the, of the series or the, the very close to the beginning of book two um, where uh, uh, Iris is, is leaving Zane's uh, an antique store after like he's had like a bunch of people like come in and buy stuff because he has uh, heated floors, I guess. <laughs> uh, and uh, she's like, uh, like yeah, she's saying goodbye, and and then Zane is like, say hello to your father for me. And then Iris responds, he's actually away on business. He comes back in a few days, and then she leaves. And at this point, I was like, oh no, it's happening again. <laughs> this this actually because like this actually hit me when i read this part i like got to this part it kind of hit me as incredibly sad in a horror way because like oh no she's still forgetting like she's still in denial about like her father being dead and stuff like that and it's like that's mm-hmm. actually kind of sad and like kind of got me for like a horror angle of like that's actually kind of that's still kind of freaky too it's like oh shit love like knowing what i know already from book one now mm-hmm. this is all a dream <laughs> as we find out in the next panel in the next page but zane later can't recall things as well like and that becomes kind of a a running theme for book two is the is much like gamer said in our rundown uh this the horror of of book two seems to be really the gaslighting situation Mm -hmm. and that is that is horror like that's horrific like not being able to account for things that you've done or like not recall things that you've done and like it's it's part of the horror of like amnesia and and even like 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 actual like real world illnesses like alzheimer's and stuff like that like not knowing not remembering things not recalling things like fucking sucks and it's horrific so i it caught me in the story like like the it was a lot more it kind of made book two a little bit more serious on like the psychological like kind of horror angle of this thing 
while kind of dipping into like cosmic horror and some supernatural horror with like you know the rest of the brood hollow stuff um specifically like when like zane can't recall like how he got mercy uh his little bat uh his little bat pet um like he can't he doesn't recall any of the bat stuff like that that's on 2014 01 15 um and it's supposed to be kind of like lighthearted like the last panel that ha- like where he's like because the guy was like looking at at Zane because he has a pet uh, like a pet bat and Zane is just like uh the 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 last panel of of um of 2014-01-15 is uh for a while I was wondering if pet bats were a hot tip in town that or the place is just lousy with them that's what the um the author Mr. Novak uh, Novacek uh, says um and then Zane is just like haha I think I'd remember seeing more than one bat and I mean like it's done as like a silly thing because like if you've read book 1 and like gone into book 2 you know that like there was a lot of fucking bats and there's even like a monster situation there but when I read this it actually hit me with like more sad things like oh shit he's forget like like he's he's forgetting like even like pivotal like personal things that happened to him and stuff and like I don't know that kind of like hit me a little bit more harder with like a horror angle than I think it was intended to, <laughs> but, um, and then there's even more dread of it, like of not remembering and then realizing as such, which is ex- exemplified in 2014 05 09's uh, webcomic page. Um, when Zane just like, when he finds that he has a, uh, a a second journal and then like all this horrible shit in the journal of like how he tried to remember through like fear and stuff. And then like it kind of the implications that maybe he is like, he's done something um, like done something really bad that he can't recall. So I guess what I'm trying to say here is I would like how book two really kind of like ramped up the, the psychological horror or the, the more ser- the more serious horror of like uh of of forgetting these past events like the, the the town keeps forgetting things and then the characters like who do realize that they're forgetting things like it, it hits them a lot harder it's not just for laughs yeah cuz like you can't even trust your own mind anymore exactly and it, again like maybe it, it, i'm sure it was intentional um but if not it was it's it's very subtly done in the story so um and on to something about the creepiness of the story of of this comic versus the uh, the previous one, like the previous book. Um, in on uh, basically on twenty thirteen, ten twenty one, uh, after Iris leaves the the the, re- the leaves Zane's store, and then like Mister Osgood, the mayor, comes in quietly, and then like turns turns very weird, like because he goes into like goes under the 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 table, and then Zane investigates closer, and then when when the mayor's like head like 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 uh reveals that there's a whole a giant gaping hole in his face um i'll admit that was really fucking creepy to me apparently that's like a thing i'm afraid of is no faces <laughs> because it like the the imagery in book two of like these no face like dream sequences that zen kept encountering i found it more unnerving as illustrations than i did for any of the stuff that was in book one i think i know why <laughs> with like the ghost yeah, or the stitch monsters or so you know why yeah for a one of the reasons that i brought up in the previous recording because there's um it's in world there's no jump to yeah. hyper realism like yes it's more detailed 
but it's not like it's yeah it's not hyper real so it's still in world there's no disconnect i think maybe that is it like that's where it hits way better in number in book two because of like it isn't super hyper realistic so we have to like have it separated in on like a separate panel like it's hitting me while i'm reading through like the the the, the comic strip even though it's like i know i can see in the, my periphery that panel at the end that has like the revelation but it's still freaky even when I look at it because I don't want to look at it. <laughs> but also because it's in the same world and it's not super hyper realism like it's from a different comic or something, it doesn't stand out as much. So it's easier to ignore it and just see it when it shows up. Yeah. Like as you're going to, from panel to panel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, yeah, like you, you're, I think you nailed it. Like it's not hy- the hyper realism like detail that we got in book one. And like it even happens like when um when you're talk when they're talking with uh, Miss um or Mrs uh Isketh, the uh, the old uh, the the very old matron of the um of the of the uh, bur- of the was it uh what the hell Barrow Brigade yeah, or cool Bowers Brigade also like the uh, yeah. auxiliary yeah the ladies' auxiliary um there's a couple of times when she gets like she suddenly gets like very serious or very dark and like her wrinkles get more pronounced. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like, oh shit, <laughs> like, like that, like, but that's all in in the art style still. Like, it doesn't shift art styles, which it worked for, for me for for the first one. It worked for like the like the the hyper realism, but I I'm starting to kind of like lean to your side, gamer. Where like I wish it had been like on a separate page so that it would have impacted harder. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this one, like, they're uh, Chris Straub has found a way to do it in his in in his cartoon style to make it yep. creepy, while not like completely separating it from the original art style so yeah there's a term with cartooning um staying on model that's what this is doing yeah it's staying on model it's not jumping to something completely different so you can yeah and i think yeah i i think honestly what's also like helping it is that like it's the these these uh events like these these situations are the only time when the characters get shading as well yeah because up until that point like everything else is like flat color mm-hmm for the characters except for these these more graphic versions of the cartoon character but they are staying on model like you said so yeah um i I, again boiling it down like the 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 scares or the creepy factor and the horror factor in book two i think was more i think was more grounded to the actual like cartoon style in book in book two than it was in book one yeah less is more in this case yeah uh and then we get on to my saddest moment reading the story. Oh, no. uh, comic page 2013, 1202. The death of Maurice. It was Morris. No, he was my favorite bottle fly boy. <laughs> what? His name is Maris, actually. I said Maris. I said I? Maurice. God damn it. <laughs> I'm trying, I man. Said I'm more trying a couple so hard. Of times too, before I correct myself <laughs> that it's actually Maris. God, see, this is why I thought that it was just Maurice, 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 like three times, just in different spellings. That's what that was. It's entirely possible that I'm wrong and you're right, but it's also possible that I'm right and you're wrong. So, God damn <laughs> Chris Straub, who's right? <laughs> yeah, Chris Straub, if you're listening to this, also, wow, I'm incredibly flattered that you're listening to our podcast. Mm-hmm. But also, is it Maurice, 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 or is it Maurice Morris? 
Mary or Mar- Maris. Mary. <laughs> well, no, because if it's French, like Mary, like it kind of sounds like the French of it. So it could be Marie. Uh, anyway, because <laughs> in French, they usually like don't um, pronounce the S in things. Anyway, um, yeah, somebody down in the comments, please give us an answer. <laughs> We'd like to know. Or send us an email at eldenterigamorse at gmail.com. Moving on. So, yeah, and then we get the, uh, like, where, because, like, up in this point, we didn't know, like, where he died. Like, we know he died in the woods around Brood Hall. It's like, okay. And then we get the the next, like, I think it's the next page is when the um, the newspaper boy in town is like, extra, extra, read all about it. Mill worker found dead in Stillwood Forest. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Stillwood. Yeah. Was, was he murdered by the Stillwood King? <laughs> um, I mean, Maybe maybe that creature, that insectoid creature, was the Stillwood King. I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe it's like a servitor of the Stillwood King. Well, uh, I thought that the thing coming out of Stain's back looked more like the Stillwood King. Mm. Yeah, you're you're right. It could have been. But again, that was also in a dream sequence, so that wasn't really tied to this. Well, unless it yeah, was. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard to say because his dreams seem to have root in reality yeah so it, it could have been the stillwood king that killed him and then there just happens to be another monster yeah this 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 book was very like it's gaslighting the characters in the story and it's gaslighting the readers because like what the fuck's real <laughs> what's a dream sequence because there's multiple times where like it like oh it was a dream and it's like wait this wait is this the dream or is this reality <laughs> i can't tell anymore is this the real life or is this just fantasy caught in a landslide? <laughs> no escape from reality. Right? right. I'm pretty sure Zane said that too. Not those lines, but <laughs> yeah. he basically said, like, wait, am I actually I mean, in a dream right now? I mean I'm just I'm just quoting Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm aware. So... <laughs> Are you? Okay. okay. Yes, I am actually. All That's right. why I let you continue without interrupting. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um now I just gotta find out if I can if I can fit somewhere in our talk today what makes a man <laughs> again. <laughs> um, so then we move. I'm gonna move on to the yeah. So that's just all, like like they mentioned the Stillwood Forest. So those are the woods around uh, Brood Hollow, and in fact that's where the mill is getting its wood from. It's like oh that's not good. That's that's uh that's that's not good at all. Like nothing good will come from that. Yeah. Um. And then we have this one was like again I was like while I was reading the story there's a couple of my comments that are just like in the moment so like on comic page 2013 12 23 um this is when Zane when Mr. Planchet um uh finds out like gets like when when uh, Zane returns from the secret society uh meeting and like the coroner says that like it wasn't an, an accident or like that uh, uh Maris Maris died from or maris maris, maris. Well, see, that's like maris like because again like i think it's french like sounding so but um maris uh like didn't die of exposure or like he, he was murdered and stuff and uh zane afterward like when he gets back home and he's talking to uh mercy he's like uh planchet one is wasn't even phased when the coroner said it might might have even been or foul play the mayor sure was though i guess brood hollow is that is usually crime free come on let's check the front door again and I was like, almost as though Planchet knows something about the murder. Almost as if he is the murderer. 
which means that he's not because <laughs> it's too easy. <laughs> yeah. Like that was just my yeah. genre savvy brain. Like I was like, it's almost as if Planchet, uh, it like, it like, uh, like Planchet's playing it off as if he is the murderer because he knew that what was happening and stuff. But Chris Straub is too smart to like have that be such a such an obvious ploy, unless he's hoping somebody genre savvy will <laughs> pick on that and read in the story. <laughs> yeah, and as we find out, like again, yeah, like honestly, there was a couple of times, like a couple of people I had suspect I had suspected before. We got to the end. Like for some reason, I thought it was. Uh, first, I thought I was like I was for like a half second. I thought it was I was Mr. Planchard, and I was like, no, it can't be Mr. Planchard. That's too obvious. Where's red? Um, red herring. Yeah. And then uh, I thought it might have been Mr. Novacek, um, because he's like the outlier, and that's also a trope of like this murder mystery guy. But then I realized, no, that's also not really right because, uh, well, first off, that's that's again another obvious trope. Secondly, he dies <laughs> from the actual murderer. Uh, and then, like, honestly, I was, I was for for a bit, I was like, did Zayn actually end up killing him? Like, did he get possessed or something and take him? And then the actual like payoff of who was who it was, I actually liked a lot better. But I'll get back into that in a little bit with another especially, note I have. Especially when he finds like the the corkscrew thing that has blood on it, it's like, oh shit, maybe he actually did. Yeah. Well, and then it all ties into like even his back pain that he's been having. Like we find out what we finally find out like why he has that back pain and why he has these been having these dreams where like something's coming out of his uh, out of his back and stuff. Yeah. Um so yeah, it, it all comes together eventually in the end, but like I did like I did enjoy the kind of the mystery of like trying to figure out like like who done it kind of thing, right? Um and actually, so going on to another thing here. So on 2014-02-21, when Zane uh, is with Cadaver and like in in his dream sequence and trying to like figure things out and like he sees that the lines like form a pattern that he can try and like uh, read and it gets more and more convoluted with each passing panel. Mm. Um, like first panel is like, wait, it's all here. I can I can use all of this. Haha. I just have to remember so I can write it all down. And then as he's like he keeps talking and as he keeps talking the the his his word his dialogue blurb gets kind of like falls behind the panel so you can barely read the edges of it and stuff and it gets more and more convoluted and more and more distracting and stuff like that. I really liked how Chris wrote like like did this sequence of like cutting off the word bubbles in each in in uh in progressively like more and more uh, panels to show things getting more frantic and confusing in Zane's dream as he tries to understand everything, much like how the reader is trying to read this and trying to understand what he's saying, and like it's just becoming a garbled mess. Like it, it really kind of captures a dream sequence in the comic strip medium to me. Yeah, there's also passing. Yeah, also there isn't enough cut off that you can't actually read it as well. Yeah, so it's not like too infuriating, but it's just enough that like, it, but it's like it's cool. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I just have to commend Chris Straub for like really capturing a like a nightmare, uh, like a nightmare or dream sequence in comic bo- comic strip format, <laughs> like by just like having this kind of a like, confusing mess, <laughs> like as it gets worse and worse and worse. So, um, and uh, the next thing here. 
is actually when when Dr. Angstrom on on 2014-05-16 and like the surrounding comic strips is having to come to grips with the supernatural. Um like there's actually like a like a four set of panels where it's just like uh so like Dr. Angstrom is just like trying to grip like trying to like skeptical way all the things that are happening it's like my skepticism rendered me in a highly suggestive mental posture leading me to believe i saw repetition in my notes when in fact and then like the next is uh is zane just like dr angstrom and then it just leaves like dr angstrom like the next panel is just like almost in a defeated state and then he confronts zane in the next in the last panel that i have here in school they taught us about the crazy ones not how to be one um i really liked this character development of dr angstrom like having to come to grips with the supernatural element that he is so skeptical about Mm -hmm. and like not and just like it it was like a really humanizing like the characters kind of like the character has had like humanized like human kind of emotions and some of that throughout the story but for the most part he's been like very like very professional very skeptical about the situation very like kind of pulled away from the from the from the from the situation even though but and he has had like personable moments in the story but this is like the first time where we actually see him falter from his like his his uh his occupation as a psychiatrist or as a psychoanalyst um and having to grip with the fact that like either this is supernatural or he has gone crazy as well like he has fallen prey to what he is trying to cure trying to understand mm. it was very uh very cool moment i really liked that about uh, for the character um and then also was that the voice that you read his line unfortunately down? it is always been um like i know he's a german he has a german accent but i i could never remember that that was the case so yeah. i'd always like i'd always do it like my skepticism rendered me in a highly suggestive mental posture <laughs> like very like kind of like bully like academic <laughs> academia like kind of mm. voice i was basically just giving him the petonius uh voice from our uh from our our grumble hammer esoterica games on one less die nice plug you're welcome yeah <laughs> it's just a podcast for aldente Rigamortis, our actual play podcast one less die <laughs> um but yeah i i I'd, 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 I'd he'd say like guten tag and like i'd say it like that <laughs> fair enough but yeah or uh, no, mein Gott! <laughs> like that—that's that, the only time I'd like go into like a little bit of a German. But otherwise, it'd just be this like more British academia yeah. than, than it just German. Just says the one German line, and then immediately goes back British. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like in, like in movies, when like most of the time the actor is like is is just putting on like a like a very like polished like English accent, and then just but like the character's supposed to clearly be German. Yeah. <laughs> um. But moving right along to the next thing here. So this is when um, we get a little bit more about Iris's like future plans or like what she kind of like had hoped for the future. Uh, and she's like, um, uh, so this is on, on 2014 0530. Uh, I had always planned to go to college. I always wanted to be a teacher, maybe even at Maple Grove. There's still time. Maple Grove. This is the other person talking to her. Um, Mrs. Uh, or. uh, uh uh, what was the te- what was the her her um her her hen or her hem in the uh, the society mrs. Um, yeah mrs lauks or Lux? Lux, yeah yeah, yeah yeah mrs lauks uh so, talking is like maple grove and leave brood hollow and then iris is like that was the plan 
And I was like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> Wasn't Maple Grove mentioned in a Nicker Falls story? So I went back and I found this quote. As if the name of this place wasn't bad enough already, the college kids who come in from Maple Grove University call it the Ick. And that was from Religion, a story we tackled in Icker Fall of this year, and is from the submitted Icker Fall stories. Nice. So, yeah, interesting how it sounds, it seems like, because I don't think it's uh, Maple Grove has been mentioned anywhere else in like the official like the the, the Icker Fall stories written by Chris Straub. I don't like I don't mean like official but I mean like the ones that are like by Chris Straub himself. Yeah. Not these submitted stories which are as far as I'm aware were done by fans. Um and included on the website. But um I I like how like if that if this is the case it sounds like Chris Straub borrowed the name from from that story for this uh, little easter egg. Mm-hmm. Um and it does appear that religion the story came first because it was posted in november of 2008 whereas this episode or this this uh comic strip was from like what 2014 yes so yeah i i just thought that's a really cool little easter egg and or integration of fan content into the 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 greater icker falls brood hollow setting mm-hmm. that yeah, there is in all fact the submitted stuff as canon yeah exactly and that's that's really cool mm-hmm so um and then the next thing here i have is uh 2014 0808 uh when um iris is taking uh miss uh isketh through the the graveyard and then like she sees her her dad's um uh gravestone and she starts questioning like why is everybody forgetting things like is this like just gonna keep happening over and over again and then miss isketh kind of reveals that she knows about the the fray about the uh the 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 forgetfulness and that the auxiliary club has learned to like how to cope with it like not defeat it but how to like deal with it and like they're aware of it like the auxiliary and so like in the panels it's um the auxiliary learned to cope but you mostly forget from your own life but someone can remember for you, and we remember for them in turn. Uh, Mrs. Laux, that's what you meant. She's my hem, and you will be hers. All we have against the fray is one another. But if you know this, why stay in Brood Hollow? There are devils everywhere, child. This is the one I know. So... First off, I like how like they they give us a name for the forgetfulness, like the for the for the forgetting. It's called the fray, and then they even have like kind of a an associated name for how to uh, for like the coping mechanism they've created for like she's my hem, like the the hem afraid like piece of cloth. Yeah, that is cool. Like so, yeah, we actually got the, and it's it's actually like a really cool name for like this cosmic like force that is like happening upon the town. Because yeah, like fray, like yeah, this. Using those words is good because it's like the the fabrics are um are like splaying apart and getting all worn. But if you put a hem along them, they stay together. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and it would make sense because like that that's how they'd name it because like it's this like ladies like uh, society mm-hmm. that like is like they go for tea and they have pie and stuff like that and like so like I I just re- it really fits the um the aesthetic of this like 1920s um like small town ladies society. Mm-hmm. Um, also, 
I love her her like last lines is like why she stays in Brood Hollow. I was just gonna like, say that if you weren't. <laughs> okay, yeah, I was like, there are devils everywhere, child. This is the one I know. It's like, yeah, that is one hundred percent a great reason. It's like I'd rather deal with I'd rather live with the horror I know than go out and deal with the unknown. <laughs> mm. Like that is one hundred percent a valid human reason to stay in a in a in a horrific location because it might not be greener grass on the other side like of the fence like you like and 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 that's a very real human thing to do like they're like well like yeah this sucks here but i'm terrified of the unknown factor of going beyond where i am (laughs) so yeah i really i really dug this like I for for a while I thought Mr. Miss Insk uh Miss Iskith was gonna be like maybe an antagonizing force. Like cause especially there's a couple of times when she like just seems to be like this like almost this eldritch entity in in herself. Yes. <laughs> the way she's like uh, she uh, she's like portrayed occasionally, like especially when we get like the um the more wrinkly details of her. <laughs> but like then it turns out that, no, she's just this old woman who's been like fending off against the weirdness of town. Um, with her little society that she's founded or that she has, she is may not the, have founded it, but is she yeah. the leader of them, uh, or is there she's really the she's, she's kind of the de facto, like the, the unspoken leader of the uh, society? Yeah, it's like a because like, like situation. Yeah, because like everybody in town also like does something like like she's able to shut down Mister Planchet constantly. Yeah, <laughs> she yeah, has a lot it, of power. <laughs> yeah. Also, I just gotta say. Zane fucking socking like like Zane has been awesome this entire book. Mm-hmm. Like he's punched cadaver for his bullshit dream like cryptic dream nonsense. <laughs> he's punched uh, Planchet for his assholery and like ass-holery. capitalist ass- <laughs> his capitalist assholery. Yeah, and he's uh he's he got the killing blow on the on the the angleworm monster at the end of uh, of the book. I did not see that coming. I, I need to deny, but it was so good. Especially when he's yelling, "I'm not a killer." <laughs> yeah. He well, he's was he saying was he saying that or was he thinking it? Because were no, those he word bubbles? Or... It, I'm pretty oh. sure. Okay. I'm double checking. I'm actually really close to that. Yeah. Well, I think I have too because I that's uh, no, he's my next it. thing. I'm not a killer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I am not a killer. Now die. <laughs> now die. Everybody die. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's just so good. Yeah. Um, and then speaking of the mo- oh, yeah, before we get too far, uh, speaking of the hem, yes, um, I'm just thinking, was the stitch monster from the first book actually holding Brood Hollow together? Oh, <laughs> wait, <laughs> was Harker the good guy? <laughs> Surprised we didn't try for that. We always supernatural task force everything. We didn't <laughs> know. We, did we we didn't know, guys. We didn't know. Damn it. Oh, uh, that's maybe like even like that last scene is like I'd rather like it's like what what did she say again? Sorry, it's like there are devils everywhere. Uh at least this, this one this I is, know. Yeah, this is the one I know. Like, she'd rather deal with like the stitched man and like uh, like his like manipulations of the town, or like uh, along with all the other horrors in town, rather than like go out go elsewhere and have to like f- learn new horrors or like mm-hmm. like deal with new stuff. 
<laughs> Maybe that that's very possible. Like, I mean, a lot of the stuff in Brood Hollow and even Icker Falls is connected through like one way or another. So, and through like conspiracies and machinations. So, mm. that's a uh, very thought provoking there, Mikey. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm gonna gonna move on to the the monster of the story, the 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 angle worm or the the the, the insectoid corpse creature that killed uh maris one can assume it's called that hence why yeah like that's that was my best like guess for it anyway Mm -hmm. um i should think that until you brought it up to be honest yeah um so yeah we find out that like yeah like uh like uh zane is, is like i'm not like oh god i think i'm the killer and then he hears like a sound behind him and he looks over and the corpse of dr or no, the corpse of Mister um, Novacek is uh, being eaten by the by the creature, and oh god, there's a creature! <laughs> so it's like, oh, looks like that's the killer, <laughs> um, and that's on twenty fourteen oh eight twenty two. Really cool design, I gotta say. Like, just this this insect made of corpses and skeletons, like very Dead Space esque mm-hmm. monster. Mm. Really dug it. Um, also, again, I like how the supernatural elements come to the forefront just as things start to feel like it might be all in the character's head or that mm-hmm. like it might be something realistic. Like a mundane like, horror uh, of just him becoming a murderer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I mean, like mundane, but I mean, like that's like psychological because like, again, I'm it, it's it, it's just, personally I'm I'm just tired of the overused trope of like the supernatural element in a horror movie was all in the character's head and they're actually in an asylum or they're in like, they're, they're in a mental ward um, because they're crazy. Like it happens too often enough in like fiction and, and, and uh, in pop culture that like, it's like, no, give me the supernatural element. Give me the catharsis, the, the fantasy catharsis. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's even something that Mr. Novacek actually mentions earlier on in the comic strips. Like when he's talking to Zane about like writing horror or writing mysteries, um, that humans like mysteries and such from a safe distance, i.e. fiction, like writing about it and stuff like that, or reading about it rather than, like, in those situations, we we might act differently because, oh God, it's a mystery, it's a, it's a murder mystery, or it's a horror thing. But we love reading about that kind of stuff in, like, books and novels and fiction. And I think that's kind of, for me, that's, like, why I like horror and stuff like that, is, like, like I don't, like... In that sort of situation, I would be freaked out and, and like wet my pants and all that kind of stuff, or wet my robes. <laughs> but like, but you don't have pants I like... on underneath the robe. Uh, let's let's move on. Um, <laughs> uh, and um, but the yeah, like that's what I like about horror is I think it's like it's this really cool, thrilling, creepy stuff. But it's like I have the safety blanket or I have the safety limit of it's it's a story I'm right. I'm reading, or it's a, a movie I'm watching. It's not real. It has that safety blanket of not being real, of being fictionalized or fantastic or fantasticized. Um, so yeah, again, just really, I, I, I was really happy that this story, like it ended with like the supernatural monster is revealed to be the true killer and not Zane who went, who went nuts and killed a friend of his. Mm. Um, and then, that being said, actually my, even if it did yeah. go that way, it would be a lot darker, honestly. 
It would be, but I, I th- and I think that would actually, I don't know if that would ruin or it would harm the, the, the vibe of the overall vibe of Broodhall. Cause yes, it would be darker, but it might break the vibe, the, 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 the balance between like this silly comic that has horror elements in it. Yeah. And like it might've really gone too far over the as edge. much with Zane anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Cause this, this one definitely pushes that boundary a little bit, pushes the limit of like the seriousness of the situation by having a character death. Mm-hmm. And like having the town deal with the character death over the course of the, the the book two, like it was it was much different from book one, where book one was kind of this like fun, zany, but nice, uh, <laughs> um, like, mer- like like mystery about like this weird town and like this weird creature that's in the town and these ghosts and stuff, and then it all gets done. This very like eighties nineties kind of like horror movie, kind of like almost like a kids horror movie mystery kind of thing. Book two feels a little bit more grown up mm-hmm. than book one. And I appreciated that. Like, I liked how it escalated a little bit more, but like, didn't go too. Like, it still revealed that, like, yes, there is still a supernatural element. There is still a fantastical element here. Um, which makes me kind of worried now about book three now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, is Chris Straub just going to go full bore, like, psychological horror? Zane's been in an asylum the whole time. <laughs> But for now, uh, we shall move on to the next thing I have, um, which I think is like one of my last kind of comics and comments. Um, so on 2014-09-22 and beyond. Um, so it's like Zane looking at the pool of water, realizing it's the hole that he's seen in his dreams all these times and like how he's had this like, uh, kind of compel- compulsion to like dive into the hole and like find out more about it and stuff. And he's like, I have to know, I have to know what's at the bottom. I have to go down, but how? And then it cuts away to the diving helmet that he had in his antique store that has been mentioned, has been brought up before. Cause like there's been a couple of times where characters, like it's been in the background or like even like a character has moved it from like a location to cl- when they're cleaning. So it was all tied together. Like it's, it's always been there in the background. Um, and for me, this is a very, this, this entire book has been very cosmic horror. Like having to like, like having a character, like looking deeper and deeper into themselves, into their, their weird dreams, um, trying to seek the truth of reality and then coming across something wholly unnatural and, finding its domain like or a portal or an opening to its domain and wanting needing to go down like needing to pursue it even further like go push past like what would humanly be rational to go to do to seek out the truth of reality that that to me that's cosmic horror is like knowing that like you're probably not going to make it or you're going to go crazy in the process or or die and have and have your 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 protagonist still have this need to do and go down and like push further and damn the consequences. Mm-hmm. Um, also, man, the ending of this is like, was it all the dream that cadaver set out to do? Like, like, cause like earlier in the comic after, you know, um, Zane punches cadaver in the dream sequence and like, I've had it with this. Like, I need you to like, like scare me. And then cadaver's like, all right. And then like, 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 grabs his hands or, or like like puts puts his hands together and then Zane wakes up from a very pleasant like sleep. And 
the entire time that happened like, from then on forward i was like it's like is this still part of the dream <laughs> like has everything up until that point like uh, like everything everything past that point is that all been part of cadaver's dream um like dream like dream sequence to scare Z- uh, zane like all of this situation like the whole like funeral situation punching every like punching um planchet for for uh for bad mouthing um iris uh facing against uh the uh the angleworm creature like having it re-reveal that it was the killer going down into this this portal this like this water finding the strange cave underneath and then that's when <laughs> cadaver pops out of the of the darkness to like jump scare <laughs> <laughs> Zane, but like, was it all a dream, or is it, it like, what's real <laughs> at the end of the story? Is what I'm kind of getting at. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, it's possible. We... And like, I, I kind of, I'm, I kind of dig it for like being kind of thought provoking. Of like, do, like, cause like, it, it seemed odd that like Cadaver is like, all right, I'll scare you, and then like he wakes up from a pleasant dream. It's like okay, this has got to be the dream. And then it keeps going and keeps going. And there's like no real sign that like it's a dream sequence. Except for a scene that happens where like when uh, when Zane finds the second or uh, like looks through the second uh, journal um, and goes and close like goes outside to talk to Iris and then closes the goes back into his room and closes the door because he's like panicking. And he like shuts the door, and suddenly we're back in that white void that he was in in the dream. So is that the hint that this has all been a dream up until uh, up after that point? <laughs> it it left me. I, I will say the ending for this left me very like intrigued and confused in a good way. <laughs> the door thing. I think he was just remembering back to the dream. And considering and, and later on, possible. he yeah. goes to sleep and has another dream. Unless he's inceptioning and having a dream within his dream. <laughs> Which might be possible. It might be, but I believe what happened was Cadaver is basically like, okay, fine, I'll scare you. And then he put basically plans into motion to oh. have the uh, the second journal show up. And that fear that he's talking about to actually scare him is the fact that he can't believe his own mind anymore. Gaslighting him. I would... I, I did like yeah I would also accept that because that is also like it's very brood hollow it's very Iker Falls of like that it isn't just a dream it's just it's not just the the stereotypical trope of like it was just a dream this whole time I like the fact because it we know that cadaver does have some kind of control over reality so it would be or ver, as subtle as it is like it would be very possible for him to like point maybe suggest to iris while she's cleaning where the uh the the second journal or where the first journal is mm-hmm. um also i just gotta say my la- my last like big thought here is once again i've gotten really big gravity falls vibes from this store from this from book one and like especially leading up to the very end because again in gravity falls there are these mysterious journals <laughs> Of like a character mm. looking into like the mysteries of the of the town and like and like their their own like weird mysteries and stuff like that, and then the mm. final like scene of this story uh, like ends with a character going toward a large like anomaly and an artifact. Well, in mm. Gravity Falls, there's a similar scene where a character goes to a large anomaly and artifact at like the the end of a season, <laughs> like mm. that's been secreted away underground. <laughs> 
So it's just really interesting that like, I, and I'm not like, I'm not obviously I'm not implying that like Chris Straub was like borrowing from from Gravity Falls. Like it, again, the we know that like both Ickerfall, uh, Brute Hollow, and Gravity Falls came out roughly around the same time, but it might just be a happy coincidence. But uh, and also it's just. I, I'm glad that there's more of that content out there of like the weird of this kind of like this kind of weirdness in in a uh, in storytelling. But uh, yeah, that's that's really my actual thoughts for book two. Um, it was a bit of an adventure. So, Mikey, these stands for evil. All right. So. Uh, my first actual thought here is about the journal. Mm-hmm. So I quickly checked book one to see if there was a mention of journal from Dr. Engstrom. Yeah. Because that would have been awesome. <laughs> that would have, yeah. But unfortunately, I didn't find one. No, I think I think the way it's implying is that because he thought it was January but then he realized that the the whole one holiday was like a cleaning holiday, almost like spring cleaning. So like he was like, "Wait, is it actually March?" Like so he's lost like several months between book one and book two. What does this have to do with what he's talking about? Oh, because he's like trying to find if they if if Angstrom like referenced a like the journal stuff in book one, like during their sessions then. But I think the well, the journal stuff probably was between the two books. No, he's saying but, no. Angstrom, okay. whenever he does any sort of Analysis of, analysis of someone like doing his job, he takes note of it, of what yeah. happened and what everybody said and what he suggested to his patients. He does that all the time, not just with Zane. And yes, I'm aware of that. And Mikey's saying that he was checking to see if that journal was brought up in the first book, but it wasn't. Yeah, and I'm I'm just saying that it was probably more likely that the first journal was done between book one and book two. Yeah, but the first journal. Uh, the little snippet that we see has the stitched man um, or whatever in yeah. it, which leads you to believe that it was being made during book one. Uh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Or maybe he was just like, those were the nightmares he was having after book one into book two. I don't know. Also, unlike yeah. really early on in book one, when... Zane sitting there talking to Angstrom. Angstrom's sitting there with a notepad. Just yeah. saying. <laughs> oh no, no, that's not that's not the thing in question. Like, yeah, like he like he takes notes and stuff, like copious amounts of notes. Okay, Mikey, are you meaning like the journal, like the first journal or the first notebooks like that that Angstrom had? No, the first uh, journal. Oh, okay. What, yeah, the okay, Zane's so what he first told journal. Zane to write. I was thinking you were yeah. talking about Angstrom's journal. Yeah, no. No, okay. Angstrom's constantly writing, so yeah. it, he's writing down notes. But I was hoping that there would be mention of maybe you should write a journal yeah. offhandedly. Yeah. Um, and then we don't get the journal in the rest of that book type thing until book two, and you go, "Oh yeah, you mentioned a journal." Like, yeah, like that, like maybe at the very end of book one, like uh, like his like la- one of his last sessions that we see there's a reference to a, uh, maybe you should start a, a dream journal or something. But unfortunately we don't, it's, it's the kind of mystery where they just, 
we we were there's revealed uh some new evidence <laughs> for the mystery. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a way to do a mystery. It's just very hard to to make that f- so, uh, sound good sometimes. <laughs> yes. Cuz it's like how convenient you just omitted this thing for the re- that we, we had no hint of this ever. ever. It's but. almost like it's in a story where people can't remember things, you know. I know, yes. <laughs> Yes, I, I'm aware. I'm I'm also just poking fun at like mystery writers in general because <laughs> there's like two types of like mysteries. There's ones where you have hints, and then there's other mystery writers that just add in stuff after the fact. And it's like it's always been there. You just didn't. We just I just didn't include it in uh, previous uh, chapters. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Continue, Mikey. Then uh, I got a good chuckle out of the cadaver comic on 2014 <laughs> uh the, the stars mort do you believe we are all alone or are there other uh, others up there perhaps they look at uh, they look up at us and wonder if we are here too the night sky she is full of mystery it's daytime and that's a blanket ah but the questions remain <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, oh, cadaver. <laughs> Unfortunately, when I read it, I saw that as a blanket immediately. Because really? There's a little, um, like, I, I, damn it. I just kind of figured that was like his blanket. Like, he was like, he had a blanket. Like, like that was his blanket. Oh, I like that negative that, space yeah. was like a blanket. <laughs> yeah. yeah but what is he sleeping outside? Maybe. <laughs> He's cadaver. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Uh, and then the the next one that gave me a little bit of a chuckle was uh, 2014-03-20. Okay. Well, just the. Could you could you yeah could you explain what? Well, because well, he's walking around town. Yeah. To get to the doctor to try and explain his dream, and he's like, "Darn it, the doctor's not here," and then. Damn it! <laughs> like, why is Chubby's dining cart so conveniently placed in this town? <laughs> yeah. Don Cubby's dining car and its conveniently pl- convenient central location. <laughs> yeah. Also, is there? Uh, I guess it does get revealed eventually, like why he doesn't want to eat at Cubby's. Yes. Or why he doesn't want to eat Cubby's food because it gives him nightmares. Yeah. Hmm. But he always has but, nightmares, so <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And then uh, and the next thing I have is uh, does Dane shit his pants in twenty fourteen oh five oh two? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you will need to elaborate on this. Well, uh, basically, he finds the the first journal. And then he gets to the final page, and um, he he's shocked by it. And then the last panel is the Wadsworth. Are you still? Don't come in. I'm not decent. <laughs> he just shit himself with a revelation <laughs> of what he is. I at. mean, sure. I I kind of took that as just like. That that thing that people do when like somebody's uh, like tries to come into their ha- their room, it's like no, don't like he he just made an excuse because he's so that out right now. 
Yeah, exactly. But sure, <laughs> he shoot himself. <laughs> he does get dressed immediately after. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, but that's because he was in, he's in his uh his pajamas beforehand. Oh, it's because he shot himself. Clearly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's there, clean it like clear as mud. Like you could see it. Yeah, clear as shit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's the end of my actual thought. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Always with the uh, highbrow humor there, Mikey. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, so, so gamer, your actual thoughts then next. So early on, um, it's I'm not going to bother referencing it. You uh, bastard! Can't. <laughs> Fine. 2013, 18. Thank you. Happy 2013, 18. Thanks. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, after the joke about everyone like taking their shoes off because Zane has like underfloor heating and everything. Yep. She walks out the door and. Because it was shown previously that she like is wearing socked feet, I imagine she's just walking out into the snow in socked feet now. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, she and then yeah. and then I go back like through the uh like previous entries and the previous uh book and everything. It's like no, like everyone just walks around in leggings with no shoes yeah. in the entire town always. Yeah, either either that or it's just like again the the simplistic art style just like has no time for shoes. Yes, of course. I understand yeah. that, but it is it silly. looks the same regardless. Yep. Also, thank you Mikey last. for from last uh last episode we did. I cannot unsee the 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 ha- the fingertips that go no that that merge with the with with the world. <laughs> merge with everything they touch <laughs> just like just oh god <laughs> i see it again how did you not see it <laughs> like like <laughs> oh i saw it before i just forgot oh okay now i'm looking at one that i'm watching in the, the current one where zane has his hands on his face and they're merging into his face <laughs> yeah again we have the thing situation where like the hand starts merging into the person's he- head <laughs> <laughs> They're all just yeah, shoggoths. The... That, that's why she. That's why no one wears shoes. They're all just shoggoths anyway, so they can just like change their appendages at will. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Or the other way is just like everyone is just wearing pant-colored shoes here, basically. Yep. Or skin-colored or shoes. has their <laughs> or skin color, yeah. Or um, everyone wears their pant cuffs all the way down to the ground, covering their shoes. Yeah, it's like tight down yep. there. Yep. Those are two options. Mm-hmm. There is one panel when like. Um, who was it? It was uh, his planchet. He was walking, and you could see like the sole of his shoe that was like black, but his it, the rest of it was all pant colored. Yeah. And when the um, I think it was I'm assuming it's in a dream when the uh the waitress was like dead with like her upper body in like the giant hole. One of her shoes fell off, but it's basically just like if you had the sole, the inner. The insole of a shoe on your foot, and it just peeled off. Oh, it's like that's how the art oh, style is. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hmm. But I'll move on from there. I think this was um, when Iris was went to the first um, meeting of the auxiliary. Yep, and she brought up uh, about uh, Maris, and they should take over because Planchet doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. And they all say, here, here. 
whenever I think of people saying here, here, I always thought of it as H E R E H E R E like doubled on here as in location based like here, here. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's not, it's here as in I hear you twice. Yeah. Also, I like how I just, like I pantomimed like here, here while well, like pointing my finger down to the ground, but this is an audio medium. So that didn't come in through. I mean, I saw it. You didn't see it. <laughs> Come on, guys. Steve. Yeah, um, <laughs> because yep. I often don't use that vernacular when writing. Um, I just kind of assumed it was H-E-R-E. Yeah. And just, it would be like, if you're saying it in that tone, you'd be saying like, at this location, me, like, I, I, I agree with you, you know? Yeah. But it's actually like, I hear you which makes sense, but it makes sense both ways. Hmm. And then it goes on later on with uh, Zane bringing up his trick back acting up. And um, I don't remember that being a thing before, and it wasn't, as we found out. Yep. But I've also never heard the term trick back before. Oh, really? So I had to Google it, and it's basically just someone has pain in their back when they're doing normal things that they shouldn't have back pain for. Yeah, my... uh... Or some of my family members uh, have to go to like a chiropractor a lot, so I think that's probably where I've heard it from before. Yeah, makes sense. So I learned a thing. Hooray! Mm-hmm. And then um, Zane is talking to Iris about how he's writing a journal now, and she's saying like, "Oh, can I read some of it?" And he's like, "Gosh, I haven't written much, and it's really personal." And then he immediately goes <laughs> on and starts reading it. <laughs> that I think that was part of the comedy. <laughs> I mean, I guess that was part of like there was no yeah. second thought at all. Yep. Or like how like after he's done talking, they both say at the same time like that does sound crazy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think that was part of the gag. <laughs> I don't know. Just the flow of it felt kind of weird. Fair. Because if he's like, it's really personal, then it makes it sound like he doesn't want to share it, and he won't without an additional like push by her. Yeah. The the thing is though, this is like a horror comedy. So or like a so again, like there are some of these like weird like these odd gags of or like kind of just wordplay or just like behavioral silliness. Yeah, fair enough, but I saw the gag at the end, not here. Gotcha. Like I expected a single line from Iris saying, like, don't worry, I won't judge or anything like that, you know. And then have her judge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or Zane being like, It's really personal, but I could use a second opinion on this. All right something you know yeah that's all then we get on to the paper boy being like extra extra read all about it mill worker found dead in the stillwood forest me rubbing my hands together with a grin on my face good the king will be here soon i hope <laughs> good good <laughs> or maybe something else but it isn't wolves because there's no wolves in the stillwood uh, there may be a giant bug-like creature with uh Human remains on its abdomen. There's also That's aren't there like back, right? there's also animal bones on there too. So it it could be made up of wolves. The not wolves of the Stillwood. Yeah, <laughs> that is the wolves of the Still. Honestly, if that's the wolves of the Stillwood, that is terrifyingly awesome. Mm-hmm. I was hoping you guys weren't going to go there all this entire time. I'm like, I have a note on this. Please don't say it. <laughs> well, it's a good thing we didn't. Mm-hmm. Also, now I just kind of want this, like, it would be really cool if it had not been called Angleworm, but Anglewolf. 
<laughs> wouldn't have had no. we wouldn't have any idea except for like the last scene where it's like wait the there were wolf skulls on the angle worm mm-hmm. there are no yeah, wolves in the stew the <laughs> there's this fucking thing <laughs> nope like in my head canon that is what it is yeah that is the not- well it's like how the the hounds like in lovecraft uh the, in the cthulhu mythos the hounds of tindalos which was like an off off-handed thing that he that he references in one story he wrote and then another author in his circle of of, of authors and friends actually wrote a story about the hounds of tindalos but they're not actual hounds in the canine sense. They're supposed to be just these like dimensional beings, these dimensional creatures that hunt down time travelers. Oh, okay. They they hound you. Like they're they are hounds in like their actions more than than like their appearance. Their their appearance is like actually like I mean a lot of people do draw them as as dog like creatures, but like they're actually not supposed to be hounds. They were like probably something else that we couldn't even Whoopsie. fathom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then uh later on, uh Zane goes to Chubby's because he's hungry. He cubbies. Oh, it is Cubbies, you're right. <laughs> you said Chubby's. <laughs> I did say Chubby's. I mean, that actually probably would be a decent diner name for something. <laughs> like, welcome to Chubby's. <laughs> Everything is just dripping in fat here. <laughs> well, we are a greasy spoon. Nothing is good for you. <laughs> yeah. You're such a greasy spoon that the entire spoon is made of grease. Oh, it's just it's deep fried. Yeah. <laughs> it's a deep fried spoon. Mm-hmm. Delicious. That's our logo. Just yeah. a deep fried spoon. <laughs> yeah, it's just looks yeah, it's just a deep a cartoon of a deep fried spoon. Yeah. Well, now if you ask me for the name of a diner <laughs> when we're playing a, a tabletop RPG. Oh, man. Now, now I just podcast. need to throw that in there. It's like, welcome to Chubby's, home of the deep fried spoon. Mm-hmm. We're so, we're such a greasy spoon. We've got deep fried spoons. Oh, yeah. But anyways. Yes. Then goes to Cubby's because he's hungry. Talks to the waitress who asks why he keeps coming if he doesn't like the food. And Zane says that the coffee's good and he doesn't he doesn't like being alone in the mornings. And yeah. then the waitress yeah. says that she can't, quote-unquote, take him up on it Yeah, and asks if she could take a later shift, alluding to making the diner empty of people for Zane, which isn't what he just said. And then Zane says no. that it's okay. He likes being in a no. place with a lot of activity. So am I missing something? Here? Yes, gamer, you're missing, missing it. You're- yeah, you're missing it. Yeah, My, Mikey, do you want to do you want to do you want to uh, say what it is? Okay. So she's something because you guys both kept interrupting while I was trying to say. I, I've just been laughing the whole time. Yeah. So she's basically saying she could take a later shift, meaning she could be with him in the morning. She's been flirting with him the entire comic. Like. Every time she shows up and talks to him, she's been flirtatious. And at the yeah. very, and at that point where he like is like where she was like talking about different shifts, she was like, "Well, I could uh, I could get a different shift so that we could be have a little bit of alone time." And then he like completely misses it, like you did apparently. <laughs> and like, yeah, I'm just no. as as yeah, and he he's just like, "Oh yeah, actually, I like I like the uh, I like it because it's like all the people in influx and so it's just like so basically that was the equivalent of like him just not getting it, and she just like, "Oh, you're not getting it, okay." Let me know if you need any more coffee, sir. 
Like I honestly did not see that she was flirting with him. Wow. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But anyways, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'll go back and read all of their conversations later. But for now, I need to continue. Yes. Okay. Um. Zane says that. Well, if you want a, a time, twenty fourteen oh four eleven. Zane says that last night he had a dream about Maris, and he, and I don't know how accurate that is, honestly, because he dreamt about a trail of blood in the forest, which led him to a bunch of blood symbols on the ground. So maybe he assumed that the blood trail was gonna go to Maris's body. Yeah, but it didn't. No, it doesn't. So it's not really a dream about Maris at all. It's just a dream. Yeah, he's and just implying been, it. Yeah, but he straight up says that last night he had a dream about Maris. I don't know what to tell you, man. <laughs> and the only connection I can see is immediately after that, when it shows a shot of his journal, there's a drawing of Maris's dead body in it. Yeah. But there was nothing in the dream that I really saw that is enough to say that that dream is about Maris. Unless he's assuming that the blood trail leads to Maris. Yeah. Yes, but it didn't lead to Maris, so it wasn't about Maris. It was about all the weird symbols at the end that he got information on, but nothing had to do directly with him. Mm-hmm. Unless I once again you know what? am completely missing something. So on, I'm just I, I went back a little bit, and on 2013, 1230, he did have a dream where the blood trail did lead to Maris's corpse. But that wasn't last night. No, but I'm just saying, like that's probably where he, like, why he ties the the blood trail to Merit, like that he he figures it's going to be Merit's corpse there at the end of it. Okay. Yeah, that that's my guess. Or... I'm I'm just I'm just speculating. I'm like I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out like why he said that to help. Or him. potentially <laughs> the blood trail starts at Maris, so it's always Maris. Yeah. So he's following the blood trail from Maris. Yeah, that can in be. In all his dreams. So the blood is Maris's. Oh, so he's tra- yeah, so he's actually not following the blood trail to Maris. He's following it away from Maris to find out where it leads. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. But that's not shown, so it's all assumptions. Sure. <laughs> Either way. Yep. I'll move on. 2014-05-13. That goes um, in... Wait, 2013-05-13 goes to, like, back to book one. <laughs> Well, what freaking number was it then? God damn it. I'll start clicking. Oh, no. It's 05-23, not 13. So, Zane is not sure about looking into the, the old journal that he found too deeply. Yeah. And Angstrom saying, like, they have to for the town and for his paper and everything. Mm-hmm. And then the next panel, Dr. Angstrom uses Ninja Clone Jutsu <laughs> to think faster. <laughs> Okay. And yes, I'm aware it's to show that he's pacing around while Zane stands there. But Thank you. I needed to clarify that. <laughs> it did need to be clarified. Yeah. But yes, you're you're right. I, like when I first saw, it, I was like, okay, I know what they're doing, but like I can also <laughs> see this happen, like being really, like weird. Suddenly, there's just clones of uh, Doctor Angstrom. <laughs> yeah, and if that is actually the case, then later on. Um, Mrs. Ix- uh, Iskip. Also yeah, she that. also knows Ninja Clone Juice. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. Where do you think Dr. Aysom learned it from? Yeah, that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. 
Also, how and dare you reference Naruto? <laughs> I was gonna reference Dragon Ball Z, but they don't really have a cool name for it. They just call it the cloning technique. And then you'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about cloning technique? Then I'd be like, oh, it's from Dragon Ball Z. That's what they call it. They don't have a cool name for it. And then you'd be like, oh, you should have called it Ninja Clone Jutsu. And then I'd be just, <laughs> and then I'd be the, I'd be the, and then it'd be fine. Because like, yeah, I'm the one that, I am the, the weeb <laughs> of this, of this <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So later on, he ends up finding the murder weapon and all that, or the, supposed murder weapon and um i'm curious how the hell they didn't find it before because previously him and iris did like a full clean of his entire place yeah i mean maybe they just did not clean his room that he slept in they just cleaned out front yeah i think that's what it was maybe because he said he'd he'd go and clean it and then he didn't because he was dealing with like his panic attacks and stuff yeah i guess that's possible then after uh, the uh, the not wolf of the stonewood um, starts fighting them and Zane gets slapped in the face by it. This is the second time that the main creature has cut him in his right forehead. Is this going to be a running thing? Maybe. Like that spot on his head is just going to be a mess of scars at the just end of this. Constantly. Yeah. <laughs> Always targeted right You're, there. It, it is exactly where he got hit last time. Where yeah. he got stitched up. Yep. Poor Zane. He's just going to be Scarface by the end. <laughs> like, on one side. Me Two-Face? Yeah, that too. Scarface is, is the movie with the Say Hello to My Little Friend. Okay, I wasn't referencing a movie. I was referencing just, like, the, the nickname Scarface. Oh. Because of somebody who has scars on their face. No, you're wrong, and I'm right. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Continue. That works! <laughs> Hey man, drag me down enough and I'll just give up. Okay, that's good to know. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. Um, very near the end at 2014 10.06. Or, that's an 8.08. Um, at the bottom of the hole, last panel on that page. Yep. I couldn't tell straight away that he was at the end of his line. At first, I thought he was just walking, and he saw something, and he's like, "I'm gonna tug on my line, pull me out." I is that not what he does? <laughs> no, he doesn't because oh, given the visual of the next page, I believe he's just at the end of the line, and because like he is leaning back back a little bit in that last shot, showing that he can't walk any further. Oh, you're right. Yeah, cause I thought I thought honestly, like I thought what you thought initially, where it was just like he's just he's tugging the line to like because he's like, "Nope, nope, nope, get me out of here, get me out of here." <laughs> Mm-hmm. Pull it That's back. What I Pull originally it back. thought. Yeah, yeah. If it is the case that he just ran out of line in that last shot, I feel like he should be like leaning back a little bit, like losing his balance, because all of a sudden it went taut. Yeah, and I do get it. Like you're doing a uh, web comic, you want to reuse assets. I get it. That's way easier. Because basically, yeah. they just took the first one and then just moved a little bit to make it work. But it, if it is meant to be running out of slack, then a little stumble would show that a little bit better. Yeah. Also, regarding 2014-10-08. Yeah. So the previous panel, the previous page had him like fall through the water. Yeah. But then we get into the next page. Was I the only one who at first thought he'd gone back into, into the water? 
based just based on like the atmosphere of like the first couple of panels. Yes. Okay. Because I was like, wait, because I almost like I almost mistook some of the fungus that's like behind him in the second panel as like bubbles. <laughs> but like then I realized like, wait, no, he's still walking on the bottom there. So like I guess that's not water still. Yeah. Yeah. It was a little it was a little confusing at first. That's okay. Normally I'm the one confused. It's confusing that I'm not I'm not confused in this confusion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that you're understanding. Weird. Yeah. That's the weirdest part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, looking at those the panel that you're talking about with the mushrooms behind them, I can yeah. see how you could see those as potentially bubbles. Like it's I think what it is is because like the glow effect on the mushrooms is also kind of dim, like muted in a way, which for me, like I familiarize that with like being underwater as well. But yeah. then that dimness and that glowing kind of subside like are are less in the in the continuing uh, comic and the continuing panels. So it's like, oh, I guess he's not underwater. <laughs> I mean, he's technically, literally, he's underwater. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> he is under the water that he fell through. Mm-hmm. But he has to jump up to get back into the water. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. God, the gravity of that situation is weird. I don't think it's a gravity thing at all. Well, I mean, it's gra- it, like just the effect looks like a gravity situation because, like, suddenly there, there's like it's almost as if there's a gravity uh, like in the middle of the pool of water. So, like the gra- like the water's normal gravity on the surface, and then when you get down a certain depth, it switches gravity. It's, it's not so, gravity. No. He falls <sighs> to the bottom and out of the water. <laughs> yes, but if gravity was inverted there, he would just immediately stay he would stay at the water surface he wouldn't fall down because he is being pushed down to the very bottom okay yes you're right i meant like the effect looks like gravity is switched for the water yes that's what i meant okay visually i'll shut up not actual (laughs) gravity though yes Mm -hmm. and the last thing i brought up which is skeleton within the skeleton skeleton deception situation yep yeah, we kind of already went through that, but yeah, it's still very weird <laughs> now that you think it's like, oh god. <laughs> I kind of wish you could see like the little bones inside his arm bone that with the split in it, but you can't. Yeah, yeah, they haven't fully managed. Like those, those are a lot thicker, like ectoplasm or whatever he's got, whatever his uh, his outer shell is made of. Mm-hmm. They're a little bit more opaque. Still a cool effect, though. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Also, that also, I'd love to have that as like a screen, like a uh, a desktop, a desktop, just like Zane in the in the uh, the diving suit with like with a cadaver there. You have the technology. I do, but (laughs) I do. Uh, hmm. What? Oh, I'm just thinking. The last time someone first was the mayor earlier in the book. And his head became a hole. Wait, okay. what? What? There you go. So, <laughs> thank you. So, if you look at the uh, skeleton over the skeleton, he's shifting. Yes. Yeah. Oh no! Is his face <laughs> just going to cave in into the darkness? Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. When he presses that middle skin flap of ectoplasm. Yeah. <laughs> That's the the switch. <laughs> But wait, 
wasn't the hole in the people's faces and like in their bodies and stuff like that just a metaphor in the dream for the 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 the, the pool of water that Zane is now in? Yes. So <laughs> Wow. But uh that's that's the end of your uh your final thought or your actual thoughts there, uh gamer? Okay. All right. Well, um gonna move on to final thoughts with that disturbing and confusing end. <laughs> um yeah, um I got nothing really else to say other than I recommend this book still. Like after like our little dialogue and stuff like that with this. Like as with the previous book, like the the flaws are there's some flaws again with like the website like I, again i wish the index they had an index but i can't help that mm-hmm. um i guess i'm gonna have to buy book three if i want to know what happens next yeah because we are left with a little bit of a cliffhanger in this one yeah um but yeah uh otherwise like again art wise like the like honestly it upped its game i think book two did up its game from book three or from book one uh with in terms of like giving it ramping up a little bit more of the horror element and and bringing it into the actual cartoon style of the comic book um the the drama and the emotion was a lot more it i remember saying in the first the first book uh kind of felt very cinematic to me this one is also very cinematic but in a different more dramatic way like the story beats are way are, are are there's there's a lot there's different story beats in this one from book one that differentiate it, but also like it is the same kind of like quality of cinematic like imagery that we get. Um. So and, and in the storytelling. So again, like it, it just seems like the natural progression from book one. Um. So that's why I'm going to keep continue to recommend book two for. Book uh, for Book Hollow for Brood Hollow. <laughs> book Hounds of Brood Hollow. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, next up is uh, Mikey. Your verdict. All right. So uh, my only issues were um, the fact that Journal wasn't mentioned in the previous book. Um, that would have been so awesome. Yeah, just to have like a little bit of a tease. Yeah. Um and then uh I was going to say an- another issue I had was that the I guess Stillwood King or the thing that came out of his back wasn't the monster. Yeah. But then in the um previous book we had two different ghosts, right? Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. So with that I was like, okay, well I guess that is in line with what he's done before, mm-hmm. sort of showing one thing when it's actually another thing or whatever. Um, yeah, I'm actually I'm just doing a quick look. I because in on 2013-07-10, which is like I think three or four, it's a handful of of pages away from book from the end of book one. There is a creature at in the like in the woods like, or in the park as Zane and and iris leave and like it freaks out um uh the ghost girl uh and she gets kind of panicked i don't think it's the same monster as no, the angle worm it's it's all stitched up like the uh the stitched guy 
Also, that stuff in the background looks sort of like the red sigil stuff looks sort of similar to the the rocks at the end yeah. of book two. So maybe that is may, perhaps the stitch the the maybe the we still haven't we have not encountered the Stillwood King as of yet. <laughs> it's possible. Perhaps this is the Stillwood King. No, uh, or whatever's I mean, this guy looks a lot like the the Stitch guy. No, it's not it's not the same guy though. Well, I know, but there was that previous one where he's um like after the the bad attack or something. There's a couple of ghosts that were that he spotted, and then he just walked home. Yeah, and then he, and he also sees similar to that too. I actually I thought it looked like the um the creature he thought he saw like as they were like driving away from the from the hospital. Like there was some like weird like eldritch thing in book one that he saw like as like behind them. That wasn't the Stitch King or the, the Stitch King, the uh, the Stitch Man. I'm now <laughs> scrolling down. It, it's possible. There's a lot of monsters in in Falls and in Brood Hollow. So yes. It, oh yeah, you're right. You're 100 percent right. That thing in the forest, the, the yeah. red with the uh, circular thing above it, that is 100 percent that. Yes. Yeah. Whatever the hell that is. Yeah, something. But it's definitely it like tied to the worm, honestly. Yeah, that could be the angle worm. Yeah, maybe the creature that attacked uh, Maris and and Zane weren't wasn't even the angle worm. Again, it was just like it was something else, <laughs> like something else in the in the ecosystem. <laughs> hmm. Perhaps it came yeah. from the wood. <laughs> Perhaps it came from the same place as all the other things. <laughs> but again, we haven't. Yeah. This, the mystery isn't isn't over yet in Brood Hollow. Oh, not at all. Just behind a paywall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. yeah Sorry, Mike. Yeah. So, uh, other than those things, um, the the story was enjoyable. Uh, and I did get a couple chuckles here and there. Uh, so, I'm still going to recommend this. Good, good. And Gamer. Yeah, my recommendation hasn't changed through our talk. Um, I'll still recommend it. I'm still enjoying the story quite a bit. Bringing in the Stillwood gives it some good bonus points. And uh, leaving it off on a cliffhanger sucks because I want to know what the hell happens. Yeah. (laughs) Many questions here. That last page, like all the symbols on the ground I'm assuming that's what he was seeing in one of his uh, dreams. Like, there's all the blood sigils on the ground. But then, what the hell is the giant not brood hollow symbol on the the wall and like the hanging crystals and like what's with all the glyphs and stuff like that? Like, what is is this some like weird ancient civilization that's like buried under brood hollow or something? (laughs) It's probably gonna if that last creature wasn't the same one as the. the one they saw in the rearview mirror, yeah, it's gonna show up because all these rock things, it's red sigils with a glowy, bluey, white light on the top, which is exactly the same thing uh, yeah. they saw in his review. And that and that is from uh page twenty thirteen oh three oh eight, uh is the where the rearview mirror thing is as well. Yeah, from chapter one, yeah. Yeah, yeah from, so from book it's one. Probably alluding to that is gonna be a thing that's showing up. It's very possible. Yeah, like we mm-hmm. and it it, it kind of ha- again, like again, I, I'm wondering if it is like I don't think it's the still. Uh, it might be the Stillwood King, but I feel like it, it could be something else as well. I think it's gonna be something else. Stillwood yeah. King was just a dude. Well, that was the legend. Like it could have been something else, though. It could have been like just like that was just the legend that people made for it. 
Also, he was permanently locked inside the Stillwood and in the rear view on the road is not in the Stillwood. I mean, they may, have pa- that may, they may have driven, maybe that, that road goes through the Stillwood. I don't know. It's, yeah. <laughs> I don't know his laws, whether or not he's got, able to go to adjacent roads or roads that go in between, or if he has to stay within the forest. Either way, it's not a thing in this, no. so yeah. <laughs> there's no point talking about it. Regardless, the story itself was good. Um, the way that the first book ended, the entire story could have ended there, and I would have been okay with that, but this one, no, it cannot end here because it leaves way too many questions up in the air. So I'm going to have to get you uh, book three. <laughs> May need to at some point. Yeah, whenever your birthday is or maybe around Christmas time. <laughs> we shall see. Yeah, I kind of appreciated the first one a bit more because it was self-contained. Mm-hmm. Like this one could have also been somewhat self-contained, although it does reference the first book a whole lot. Yeah. So maybe not. But the way that this ends, I kind of feel like chapter one was a contained story with certain entities and they didn't show up in book two and book two is the start of its own thing with different things that weren't like wasn't too much about book one that was in it there was things that were referenced but it wasn't the main plot yeah but with how this ends it kind of feels like chapter three is going to be a continuation of chapter two yeah it definitely feels that way more directly yeah like it's like the next like if the if book three doesn't doesn't start with like something to do with like what happens at the end of book three a uh, book two i'm it's going to be kind of weird or jarring yeah for sure yeah. but i mean we did at least we got uh, we did get closure for the main plot point of of book one or book two which was the murder of maris and like what happened to him and stuff yeah so but yeah like then it just opened up the it just blew open the door for book three <laughs> with Mm-hmm. This weird, like, cosmic revelation of something buried beneath the t- beneath the county, <laughs> and you know that both the auxiliary and the other uh, the skull and uh, the skull and shovel skull. society. Yeah, you know that they know about this. Well, yeah, because the symbol down here in the in the yeah. in the pit are is this is very is is basically an iteration of both of their uh, their symbols. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So he'll be asking some questions. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Yeah. But again, as I said, overall, I still recommend it. Curious what will happen in the third. Indeed. And we'll have to figure out how to get a hold of that for this, for the next, for another episode. But, mm-hmm. um, but that sounds like a, a good place to stop. Uh, I think we've said most of our pieces about Brute Hollow Book Two, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Mm. Um, so if you like what you heard or if you didn't, leave us a comment in the comment section below where this gets posted, whether it be on Podbean, Facebook, YouTube, or Tumblr uh, we're all on Twitter so you can send us messages there Mikey is at the E stands for Evil the Gamer in Yellow is at the Gamer in Yellow but without that W at the end because his name is very long yeah and I'm questionably on Twitter, I'm not really on here. <laughs> you, you, you pop on whenever you remember <laughs> Like now, yeah. Every, so every <laughs> week, like, so every once, control. at least once a week. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm at Review Cultist. Um, if you'd like to send us emails, you can go to aldenterigamortis at gmail.com. That's a l d e n t e r i g a m o r t s at gmail.com. Where you can also leave us suggestions for other creepy pastas. 
SCPs, Spooky Things, You Creep It, We'll Peep It. Yeah! And if you'd like to help support our show financially, you can go to Patreon. Look up Eldente Rigor Mortis and select the back of tier you'd like to support us at. We have $2 and $5 tier with special episodes, early access, extra content. To our patrons that are helping support the show, thank you guys immensely. You're helping keep those hosting bills at bay. And as always, we very much appreciate that. And to our listeners and the author of this story, of this webcomic, the author and artist of this webcomic, <laughs> thank you immensely. Because without your listenership, it'd be like screaming into the void. And without your authorship, your creative, um, without your creative setting of Icar Falls and Brood Hollow, Chris Straub, we really wouldn't have much of a show today because we'd have nothing to talk about. So thank you. Hell, we'd have nothing to talk about for several episodes <laughs> if if you hadn't come up with Icar Falls and then Brood Hollow. So yes, thank you immensely. Until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. I'm Mikey. The East stands for evil. And I'm the gamer in yellow. And this has been Aldente Rigamortis. Happy Halloween. Sleep well. Thank you.